Hello, I am C-3PO, and this is the first of a series of messages on the special Star Wars telephone line. Each time one of you on Earth calls this number, you will receive a message giving information on the continuation of the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. After Star Wars, I hoped that all my adventures were over, and R2-D2 wouldn't get us into any more trouble with his secret missions. But in The Empire Strikes Back, it just gets worse. First, there was that dreadful snow planet. I thought I'd never be warm again. Then we were attacked by Imperial stormtroopers. And when we got to the Cloud City, I just went all to pieces. Oh, dear. I can't go on. Talking about it is too upsetting. You'll just have to see it for yourselves when the Empire Strikes Back comes to a theatre near you on May the 21st, 1980. Call next month for new message. Hey there, Frontlines listeners. This is Mike letting you know about this week's sponsor, Audible.com. Head over to audiblepodcast.com slash Clone Wars to download your free audiobook. Choose from over 60,000 titles, including a wide array of Star Wars and Clone Wars audiobooks. So head over to audiblepodcast.com slash Clone Wars to start your free trial today. Welcome back. It's been a while. Uh, we are now starting our summer of Star Wars with Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. With this, uh, well, this is going to be our our, uh, our wrap up to season two. This is our, our overall impressions and what we think. Uh, and we've got special a special guest today. So let's get to introductions. Uh, I am Mike, as always, and uh, along with me we've got my trusty co-host Matt. Say hi, Matt. Hey, Frontlines fans, we're finally back. It's been a, f- I don't know, maybe a month now, but... Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, we've had some things going on, but we're back. Here to talk some season two and some news, and uh, we, like Mike said, we brought along a guest. Yes. Ahead, we got, who we got here? We, we've, this got, we've got JC, James Seacox. What, what, was your, uh, what was your handle on the forums, the now dead forums? JC from NH. JC from JC. NH, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. Some, some of the listeners might know him as JC from NH on our now-deceased forums, uh, but they will be resurrected soon enough. Um, and, yeah. uh, and they might also know JC as the one responsible for our Frontlines t-shirts. 
he uh, he was nice enough to to help us in printing those, and uh, and keeping them nice and affordable for all of the fans. So we appreciate that. So this is his reward, is that he gets to come on the show. So uh, if you've ever wanted to be on a podcast, uh, it's a little tip: be nice to the guys who host it. <laughs> and they might yeah. Awesome. Yes. Of course. Yeah. So I. Uh, <laughs> So so, let's start off really quick by by uh, getting to know a little bit about you, uh, JC. Okay. What 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 no brought pressure. you into the Star Wars fandom? What's your uh, what's your Star Wars story? Well, I pretty much loved Star Wars since the womb. So like, <laughs> my parents were big into Whoa. Star Wars. You got me beat. Uh, well, my mom and dad went and saw Empire, and I was definitely in the belly during Empire. Empire, so I was two when <laughs> I was two when Jedi came out and they took me. I don't remember it because I was two, but I've been a fan ever since. You know, I was little, and when I was growing up, getting into high school, you, you start to define yourself as a person. And uh, Star Wars just kind of stuck with me. There, it was just something to, you know, get me through the day. You know, I could just read the books. You know, read the comics. I mean, it was a little bit of dark period back then, but still, there was some books out. Yeah. And, you know, and then it just kind of grew from there, you know, and now I'm like 501st and Road Squadron and making T-shirts for Star Wars people all the time now. It's getting crazy. Like now I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> it's just, hey, you're talking to us. I mean, you're at the pinnacle now. Oh, <laughs> I'm just telling you, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hey, get much better than this. You it doesn't. Hey, but check this out, JC. You said, I mean, your Boba Fett is your costume for the 501st. So, so what is your favorite Star Wars movie. If I, I, I think I know, but what is well, your favorite? I'm going to have to say uh, it'd have to be Empire Strikes Back. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. With uh, Revenge of the Sith right behind it because of the the drama in it. You know, the, the tension between the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, the like the unsaid tension. You know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and plus, you know, there's some cool action scenes, I guess. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you're talking about the Empire, of course. It's the 30th anniversary this year, and we have C5 coming up this year. So we got so a few things to talk about in the news. Um, and I think the first thing, it's been a while since we had a C5 update as far as our podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, some tons of big news. Uh, some of the real late-breaking news was um, – John Stewart interviewing George Lucas at C five, so that's pretty. That's pretty big. What do you guys huge, think about that? Huge, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it sounds pretty awesome. I mean, uh, anybody who's watched The Daily Show uh, for any length has probably noticed that John Stewart's actually he's a pretty big Star Wars fan. Um, right. So so to have him come down and do the uh, do the interview. Is is going to be pretty good, I think. Uh, it's I don't know. I I can't really think of anybody better to be doing the interviewing. Um, it'll be it'll be sort of a, a double thrill for for a lot of people in the audience because like I'm a big John Stewart fan. I think he's great. So mm-hmm. um, assuming that I can get in <laughs> to that <laughs> panel, uh, I mean I will be it. doing. I'll be doing everything I possibly can. I'm sure that it will be in the largest room in the convention center, and it will be uh, packed to the brim, standing room only. And if I got to stand the whole time, I will stand the whole time just to get to see uh, 
the maker in the flesh. It's gonna oh, be yeah. pretty epic. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, John Stewart did a interview uh, on his show. It was very brief, so that's kind of a maybe a glimpse of uh, what you're going to witness. For apparently, it's going to be a full hour. Yeah. At uh, C5, so and uh, some good comedy, and they were talking about uh, the blockbuster book, I believe. Yeah. But do you guys think that Lucas is there just for that, or is he going to reveal something big? Because He's, this is only the second celebration he's gone to, if I'm correct. I, I have to check the uh, check the history on that because um, I know he was at Celebration Three, I think. Yes, he was. And I then, saw him. Great. Yeah. So, so is this the mark of of him revealing something big, or is it just for him to kind of get reacquainted with the fans again and and talk to Stewart? What do you guys think? Um, I, I think that the biggest reason why we've seen him at the last two is because the movies are done, right? Because right. with, with well, like, I, if this is C5, then the last one, Celebration Japan, wasn't really called C4, but it was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the one previous to that was Celebration 3, which was to tie in with Episode 3. And uh, it, it was the, the summer that Episode 3 came out, was it not? I mean, I'm... Yes, it was that. But April 05. Yeah, yeah. So it was previous to the movie coming out. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he was just way too busy to be there, right? And I think C1 and C2 coincided with the other film releases. So um, I, I think that it's just that now that he's got the time to be there. That being said, it's possible, it's entirely possible that he's got a big announcement to make, uh, whether it be something to do with the TV show like the live action TV show um, uh, any, any of the new animated stuff that we've been hearing about whether it's the uh, the Seth Green project or or uh, the Galactic Heroes cartoon that's still rumored um, some I'm sure he's got something to talk about uh, yeah. something that will be a reveal could be Star Wars in 3D it could be a lot of things um, I mean the, the, the cat's kind of out of the bag on the Blu-ray stuff uh, we are going to be seeing them sometime soon. We haven't been told if it'll be this year, I don't think. Have we? No. I, I, the last I heard was... That, but, it, yeah, right, yeah, right. It's not definite. But I I still hold to, to my prediction that we're going to hear about uh, Star Wars Blu-ray coming for Christmas this year. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I, I think. I don't doubt that at all. I, I think nice. it's, it's about time for the series to uh, to show up. And then uh, Indiana Jones won't be far behind. So, um, I mean, you know, Lucasfilm's really embracing Blu-ray at this point. They've got, like, the, the, the DVD and Blu-ray sets have already been outlined for season two. Um, and they come out when, like, October or something. Um, right. And I think that last year we didn't really get news until much later in the, sh- in the summer, more like July. So... Um, they're really, really getting into it. They're really sort of uh, embracing the whole Blu-ray thing with season one and the film, the Clone Wars film, having done so well on Blu-ray. I mean, season season one is such an awesome, awesome Blu-ray set. If anybody's only got the DVDs, uh, oh, yeah. they, need to, yeah. they need to go and get the Blu-rays because they've got a bunch of extra features. And just look amazing. Visually, That's what I love. Yeah. Unbelievable. 
Now, JC, you said you saw Lucas at Celebration Three. Yes. Um, was it's that was the release of Revenge of the Sith, right? Yes, he was there. Okay. He did two shows, and they're both like an hour long. Okay. And uh, he basically just talked about Clone Wars, and he talked. He said, you know, live action. You know, it's like, oh, okay. of course, it was closer, and then live action was in the works. And so, you know, that was five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Right. We're definitely going to hear more about the live action. That's pretty much all it is. You know, he's probably going to yeah. say, oh, well, you know, we're going to be shooting in Australia or New Zealand or wherever. Wherever right. it's going to be. Whatever right, studio right. out there. So that's probably what we'll hear. And definitely the Blu ray thing. You know, it's got to be out for Christmas. I know that'd be so nice. Um, I mean, that's the. I remember when I was waiting for the DVDs for the Star Wars trilogy to come out, and that was the one thing that was going to push me to the new format of DVD. Yeah. Was waiting, for, and that's kind of what I've not really been holding out here. I mean, a little bit, yes, but the 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 technology just goes in leaps and bounds. That every time I go to buy a Blu-ray, it's like, oh, now we have. Uh, profile 2.0. Oh, now we got Wi-Fi, you know, ready. Oh, now we got integrated Wi-Fi. So it's like every year there's something coming out. So mm-hmm. it's going to probably be the Star Wars on Blu-ray that's going to make me go out and snag that Blu-ray player. So mm-hmm. um, other things going on at the celebration. Just a lot of new news here. We got the one-man Star Wars. We got the Fan Movie Challenge Awards, costume contest, you know, uh, collector panels, all the the stars that are come out and the commitment chapel. Did you guys see this? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> the commitment chapel. You could get you know, this is this is funny. This is for all you fans out there that well, always wanted to have a Star Wars wedding but your significant other was like no way. Now you can do it, you know. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny to see that though. <laughs> Anything else going on though at C5 that's been that caught your guys' attention other than uh- We've, we've got the announcement of all of the um, of the artists that are going to be there, and I'm sure that this isn't a comprehensive list of artists, but mm-hmm. this is a lot of the artists that are going to be there, and that's up on StarWars.com. Um, so that's it's cool to see, uh, but I mean, like there are definitely artists missing from this list that I know for a fact will be there. Um, so we'll expect to hear more. Expect to hear more in the future. Mm-hmm other artists that are going to be at C5. Um, Still more news coming, yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah, and I mean, we've gotten, since the last time we've done a podcast, we've gotten lots of, of uh, celebrity announcements and that sort of thing. Um, still no Harrison Ford. <laughs> wow, that's a shocker. And, uh, and uh, I think we'll probably be waiting a very long time for that. But, yeah. um, but we have gotten a lot of announcements about different celebrities that are going to be there. So... Um, and I am doing my darndest to set up <laughs> interviews and that sort of thing with these people. I'm told that right now they are only doing, uh, they're only setting up and scheduling interviews for national press, uh, television, and uh, print. Yeah. Uh, but and the internet people are going to have to wait. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we're not very high on the list of internet people because we are. Yeah, well, you know, we got a few thousand people that. That and, and who uh, who check the site and stuff, but that's nothing compared to a lot of the other internet sites and that sort of thing. So um, we'll have to wait our turn, but I'm trying my best 
So hopefully we'll be able to set up something with someone. I mean, I know that there will be people that we will get to talk to. Um, there's there's a few uh, people that I've already been in contact with personally. So we'll uh, we'll keep you guys apprised of that, or maybe we'll leave them for a surprise uh, yeah. and keep that secret. But I don't know. I but yeah, I I think that's about it. I mean, we've talked about pretty much everything else. I think so. Yeah. There's, okay. uh, I think I think there's just the more recent stuff of E3 to get into. Yeah, tons of stuff. Let's talk about some E3 stuff. Some yeah, <laughs> some video games. What do you want to start off with? Which one? Oh, uh, let's start off with the Force Unleashed two. Oh, uh, that's my favorite right there. Yeah, that that prediction. I can't remember who made the initial prediction of Starkiller being a clone, uh, right. or Galen Merrick as he's. I know we reported on it pretty early on. But it was yeah, well, kind of thrown out there, though. Yeah, yeah we threw it out there as speculation that he could be a clone. And and I don't remember if that was a listener who wrote in or if it was just inspired by a listener who wrote in. And then one of right. the two of us started spitballing off of that. But, yeah, it's it's confirmed. Uh, Galen Merrick is, in fact, a clone. And uh, although that's not entirely true, they are sort of skirting around the idea that maybe he isn't the clone. Maybe yes, died. exactly is the clone um which which goes along with something that i know specifically i had said previously is that the point in the game uh where in the first game where you wake up in the medical chamber in the white robes and then vader is going to have you executed or whatever and then he leaves that might be the split that might be where that's actually the clone and right. the guy who's escaped is the actual Galen Merrick in, in, in uh, The Force Unleashed 2. So there is still room for uh, some wiggle room, I guess, for them to uh, to to write around that to, to sort of give us a different story. Um, but yeah, so he is a clone and there will be other clones. It looks like you're going to have to fight them. Um, and from all the videos that I've seen, it looks to be way improved over the, second, over the first one. Uh, right. In terms of the uh, the way that the gameplay is set up and everything, um, one of the, one of the big complaints that I had was that you had these finishing moves with the with the ATAT or ATSTs, I should say, and uh, and all that right. sort of thing, where you would like use the force to lift them up and then crush them into a little ball, and uh, and you kind of go, well, if I can do that at the end of the fight at, of the fight, why didn't I just do that to begin with? And now in the new one, they have this this thing. I, I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's like a, I don't know. It's like a like a special force power. Yeah, thing. yeah, I know what you're talking and about. Like a, you get all of your force powers all at once, and it like levels you up to the max level at the end of the game. And you can pick up things like ATSDs, and you can crush them, and then throw them at other things. So I, uh, so it looks like they really improved it. Um, and they've got the double lightsabers, but that was kind of, we already knew that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what was, was awesome is, you know, we, we, we get the trailer, and uh, awesome trailer, of course, as always. Um, you get, the beginning was so wild because at first I thought, wow, do they use live action when they're, you see the face of Galen Merrick? And uh, the the artistry and the rendering is so unbelievable. I thought I was looking at almost a a real live action person. I go, it kind of made me pause for a second. But 
unbelievable trailer. Um, I think you talked about it, Mike. There's this new force power um, that's going to combine everything, making everything heightened. And they're also introducing the Jedi mind trick. Yes, Jedi mind uh, trick, which is the new thing. That. Yeah. So, and they they were talking to actually Hayden Blackman on uh, at E3, and he was going over uh, some of the gameplay. And I think one of the things that we had talked about, and hopefully they fixed it this time, is just it, it's just the game play itself was a little glitchy but i'm sure that's something easily they can take care of but as far as a story wise uh you know i'm really looking forward to i love the first story and half of this game was just what drew me in was the story and really looking forward to see where where hayden blackman goes uh with this next story and judging judging from the trailer i was like blown away i love and then they do some of that slow motion uh, fighting in the trailer it's like wow this is this is awesome so oh, and are you, you know what you know the big thing for this one that i'm psyched about uh is dismemberment i'm oh, yeah. so psyched that? that lightsabers actually cut stuff off you get heads rolling yeah. yeah yeah are you much of a gamer jc you like the first game i, I am i i love the first one um i actually just got a new issue of game informer with uh infamous 2 on the cover so i'm looking at that one because i played the first <laughs> one that's cool yeah, so yeah, I love the story in the first one. I actually went out and picked up the novelization of the game, so I could read you know more in depth into the story behind it. Right, so right. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. You know, well, I'm that's what. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just definitely psyched for the next game. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what drew me into uh, this story and this game so much. Is this is my favorite time period right here. This is. Well, the first one, and I believe this one's going to be between three and four. Um, this is Vader Prime in my book, and mm-hmm. stuff that this is the stuff that I want to see in the live action show. Now, I've, you know, they're not going to do Vader because, I mean, I would love to see him, but I just think he's one of those characters that maybe they don't want to touch. But one of my most favorite things is, would be to see is Vader Prime, Vader in a live action series doing what this Force Unleashed is doing right now. Can you imagine seeing some of the stuff that they do in this video game in either a movie or a TV show where Galen's running around and he's and he's uh, using the Force on TIE fighters as they come in and crushing them, uh, using the, the Force Repulse where you kinda, he kind of lifts up a little bit, explodes out, and it kind of just destroys everything in his, in, his, in his immediate area. I mean, some of this stuff to see in a live action show or movie would be just unbelievable. I'm, I'm watching this trailer going, oh, give me that in a movie. You know, you'd, you'd blow people away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that's, I mean, but, you know, the, and this is what, this is another thing that kind of, not to go too far off here, but this is what can happen when you have not just George Lucas uh, doing some things with this universe. You know, we've seen what what Dave Filoni can do. I mean, he's done a great job with the Clone Wars, which we're going to get yeah. to in a second. But look what some of these other people can do uh, with this franchise, and, and you're kind of like, wow. Maybe you kind of wishes you you, you kind of wish maybe George would let people play with it and, and do the TV show or a movie once and again. But of course, you know, it's probably not going to happen. That's just a pipe dream on my end. But uh, let's get into the next game. What do you say, Mike? Yeah, wait, well, what do you want to do next? There's uh, there's plenty of games to choose. Oh, there's actually uh, we got the Connect Microsoft game too, right? Is that the one you were thinking of? Uh, well, yeah, there, it's not really a game yet, just kind of an announcement that there might be a game in the works or that there is a partnership between Microsoft 
and Lucasfilm to create a game for the Kinect. Now, if for those of you who are not hardcore video game nerds and uh, aren't up on, on the latest, um, the Kinect is the new, the official name for what was previously codenamed Natal for the Natal. Xbox 60. Yeah. And it is, it's a kind of motion controller, um, but it's not really a controller so much as it is a, a camera that can actually uh, read movements and that sort of thing. So um, they're, they're saying that they're, they're working on a Star Wars lightsaber game, kind of the thing that we've been asking for on the, um, on the Nintendo Wii for Wii. the last yeah. few years. Uh, uh, is going to be coming to the the 360. So that's uh, it's pretty exciting news actually. Um, they sort of showed a demo, but it was more of a video, um, and it's not of an actual game. It's just of some stuff of what could happen. What it's random stuff. So. Yeah. So like okay. what lightsaber gameplay and force powers and that sort of thing could be like. Um, okay. So so yeah, that's kind of exciting. Um, but I guess the other big, the other big uh, presence at E3 would have been uh, the Old Republic, which right. was shown off a lot of stuff. Um, uh, a new cinematic trailer was shown, um, and it's got uh, yet another totally awesome Jedi fighting another totally awesome Sith. But yeah. it really focuses on a soldier this time around, um, and uh, and how like the perspective of the soldier. Uh, watching these Jedi and Sith battle each other, that sort of thing. Um, it's pretty pretty cool video. More slow motion lightsaber battling, and that sort of thing. Yeah, right, definitely, right. Definitely awesome. That's what I, another thing I loved about these trailers was just the uh, the grittiness or the or the the darkness of lack of a better term there, but uh, that these things show, and uh, it almost I don't know maybe adult more adult oriented seems like uh the way they go with these trailers now i i have to admit i've never played an mmo before so this is going to be my first uh journey into that realm of gaming um mike you've played mmos before right i have i played guild wars a while ago the first guild wars um okay. years ago we're talking like four years ago now. um and uh, and it's it's all right. I mean, you know, playing MMOs is kind of a different experience from playing single player games. Um, you get some people who are just there to casually have fun and meet people and that sort of thing. And then you get people who are really really serious about the 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 uh, science of the gameplay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it balances itself out in the Old Republic. Um, a lot right. of what I'm hearing is that everybody is intending to play Jedi or Sith, and that's really going to break the game. So I hope that that's not the case, because um, with an MMO, one of the big things is that you need a balance of of uh, character classes. Because in uh, a lot okay. of instances, you need uh, you need a full party of every character class in order okay. to uh, successfully complete it. So. It's going to be a little tricky because everybody's going to want to be a Jedi, I think. Except for me. Yeah. I want to play Soldier and Scoundrel. But. Can you, so you can only play one character, I'm assuming, per oh, no, no. account can, or whatever? You can, you can have several characters per account with most uh, MMOs. It's usually 
between okay. four and eight characters uh, on your account. And then a lot of the time you can pay for extra characters on your account. So oh. that's not the issue. The issue is just that, you know, when you've put 80 hours into a character, you're less likely to drop that character and start focusing on another one. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just True. keep working. It's the same one. So, yeah. you know, JC, have you ever played any MMOs? I'm going to have to say no. I've seen what WoW has done to different people. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but this is definitely one I'm going to have to, you know, look into. I think I'm going to have to get a new computer for this because I want to play this. It looks so awesome. And, you know, yeah. they just keep teasing us and teasing us. And I'm like, just bring it out already so I can play and be amongst our nerd brethren. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we just chat all day and hit stuff with lightsabers and shoot things, and it'll be yeah. great. But yeah, I definitely agree. You know, who wants to have a party of, you know, eight Sith guys just running around? We're gonna have to have, you know, soldiers and whatnot in it. Yeah. Balancing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, yeah, I mean, really, for for the old Republic, there wasn't a heck of a lot of news. I don't think, uh, at least not not from where I was sitting or at least it wasn't very big news it wasn't very exciting um, I mean I'm just looking at this thing on starwars.com and you're going to be able to get your own ship in the game which is kind of cool but uh, but other than that not a lot has really come out at E3 about it because I think the game's still a ways away and we know a lot about it already they've kind of got things planned for release anyways um, but what we did get a good first look at that is exciting is the next installment in the star wars lego franchise and oh that's star right wars lego 3 the clone wars i almost forgot um, about that you know what i have not bought any of the star wars lego games previously i'll probably pick this one up because oh, you have to get good. the complete collection the complete saga that is so oh, much I've, fun i've i've played through them that's okay. not saying like i've rented them and played through them but they just weren't the sort of thing that i was like yeah i'm gonna drop 60 dollars on um, but but for this, I I probably will. I'm I'm really excited to play through the Clone Wars and with all the little Clone Wars guys and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we got we got some new video and that sort of thing. I mean, the game had been announced a little while ago, previous to E3, but now we're starting to see a little bit more. Yeah, just cool. And it looks like it's going to pretty much be the same, like more of the same, just new stories, uh, yeah. new, new Clone Wars stuff. Right, well, right. Well, why mess with something good? Because, you know, the first Lego Star Wars games are great, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. They're just much. improving the uh, the gameplay, I think. They yeah. Try and iterate on it every time they put a new one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,. Let's see what else we got for news. I mean, anything else uh, you guys want to cover? I, we got you know some little things like the uh, Trench Run game has got an update. Um, new Star Wars comics uh, coming out maybe here. A secret project by John and Jan. Um, let's see what else. Oh, Star Wars Clone Wars character encyclopedia. If you need to know all about the Clone Wars, that's going to be coming out too. So, little sprinkling there of. Uh, some some things coming out anything uh anything else you guys want to talk about uh the uh, boba fett voice changer helmet 
this thing, you know, I haven't actually seen it at the stores yet, but uh-huh. uh, my, my friend Bob G is on the box. He is the Boba Fett that they use on the box. So, <laughs> That's awesome. He, really? He's a Fox New England member. He had a whole bunch of pictures, and they were looking around for stuff, and he sent, like, a whole disc worth of uh, um, pics from a photo shoot that he did, and they ended up using one of his pictures. And wow, so his right on the box, huh? Yeah. So he's like a local celebrity to us now because it's like we have a Hasbro place in Rhode Island. And so they do a lot of talking to the various New England garrison people. And so he is like cool with me. He's like my idol now. And he's like one of us. So I just that's, wanted to mention that, awesome. that he's on the box. One of my friends is on the box. <laughs> Look at that. You can get on a, on a toy box and you don't even have to be in the movies. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> Here's hope. That's well, nice. if we if we don't have any more news, I guess we'll go ahead into the uh, discussion on the Clone Wars season two. What do you guys think? Yeah, for sure. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I guess uh, we'll start off. I guess I'll start off. Um, season two. I think. Uh, I'll just give an overview before we get into some uh, some of our favorite things and some different topics here. But overall, from season one, I thought it was a big improvement. Um, I think I think D. Bradley Baker said it best when he talked earlier before this season even started. He said, "What you're going to witness is something cinematic," and I think that's a perfect word to use with this series. Uh, cinematic with some of the shots they've done, uh, the scale. Uh, being the use of some of the uh, the music, um, one in particular was the uh, Zillow based, where they used the music to overpower all of the sound, um, kind of almost like a montage. It, that, that that episode kind of sticks in my head um, with that. So um, I think just initially, I would just say cinematic with some of the stuff that they've done, and 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 one of the big big ones was landing at Point Rain, just for the visuals of it. Um, some of the outstanding work they can do with this series. And, of course, we heard Dave Filoni say, hey, George, don't expect this all the time. Okay. This is something we wanted to throw out there to show you how far we've pro- progressed. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, when it, with the series, you just want to see it grow every year, and I think it's done that. Um, story-wise, uh, visually, it grew. And, of course, the casting as far as the voice cast was always good. Um, and I'm, you know, so far as complaints, I really don't have any. The only thing that, that, that kind of bugged me throughout the, the season and it's really small was just sometimes they would, they kind of didn't know where they wanted to go with some things, you know, like, do we go adult or do we go kitty? And, and one thing I'll point out is the, the, uh, lip sync thing. And it's just one of my pet peeves that some people are probably going to say, you know, Hey, let it go. And I, and I, I understand that, you know, I, I can get it. But I would just love to see some of those other languages out there. You know, we know huts talk Hutties, and uh, I'm pretty sure Bosk doesn't speak basic. I mean, he maybe he can, but I know I've seen him in Empire utter something. Um, the Queen in the uh, in that five episode arc, the uh, the Queen of the uh, Genosians, she had that really high high pitched squeal. And I'd love to see some type of a different language there. So that'd probably be one of my only minor complaints. But uh, overall, I thought it was a, a 
great uh great season too what what about you guys yeah it was uh you know i'm gonna make a bad pun here it was light years ahead of uh season one season one sure yeah it was uh i feel like they had they had a better idea of what they wanted to do um season one they made a lot of missteps particularly in kind of what you were saying a second ago with how kiddie or adult they wanted it to be. Right, right. While, um, you know, especially like Ambush is a really good example of the droids being absolutely ridiculous. Over and the just top, silly. Yeah. Like, yeah, to the point of, of almost taking you out of it. And then you juxtapose that with Yoda being, you know, the most thoughtful that he's been since Empire Strikes Back. And uh, I don't know, it was just, it was really mixed. And, uh, and and obviously in season one we had several episodes that featured Jar Jar Binks, and in season two we got away from that. Um, right. Right. Yeah. And I think that that just shows how much better they know their audience the second season around, um, and hopefully they just continue that trend into season three. But uh, well, yeah. I mean, we did have, we had some of the best episodes of the series in in season two. Uh, right off the bat with Children of the Forest, the third episode of the season, right. was just unbelievable. It was so amazing. Such a great episode. Covered so much ground. Told a really interesting story with actual stakes. Like, you, it's difficult when all of the characters are characters that uh, we know are going to live through this to raise the stakes on it. But then when you introduce this other aspect of these Force-sensitive children... Um, and that they could be in danger that just makes it an interesting show to watch um, and then uh, and then we've got other episodes like uh, like Bounty Hunters was just an amazing episode so great so yeah. great um, yeah like it just it, it really showed what the show is capable of and uh, and hopefully the, the direction that we'll see it go in season 3 um, and from what I've heard from people, that's uh, that's what we've got to look forward to in season three is, is a little bit more of the, of the adult stuff and a little bit less of the kitty stuff. Um, they've right, kind of right. been used to know. So, so, yeah, I mean, that's my, that's my overall thoughts. How about you, JC? Uh, anything stick out for season two for you? Definitely Bounty Hunters was probably one of my favorite of season two if not the whole series so far i understand like like season two just was so much more like deeper than season one like mm-hmm. visually you know story-wise it, they're really starting to hit their stride you know they're just kind of had stories out there for season one things they wanted to do and things that george wanted to do and then season two they're starting to get you know a little bit more breathing room allowing them to do more stuff, be able to tell a better story right. and stretch the technology that they have and build new technology mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I just love it. And I know that we've got, you know, at least three more seasons of this and it's just going to be ramped up from there. And hopefully it's not going to go out on a poor note, but you know, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Thing that they, killing off some of the characters that we started to understand like 
one of the ones, you know, Denal, he made it through season one pretty well. He gets killed off right at the beginning of season two, one of the few clones. And then Commander Pawns right at the end. I had just ordered my new set of animated clone armor from one of our guys around here who's doing it for 501st. And okay. I was totally going to do a Commander Pawns, but he's dead now. So I want to do him. I'm going to do yeah. a Commander Fox because they haven't killed him off yet. Oh, and they go. won't, you know? They won't because he's... Uh... Wait, which one's Fox? He's the no, one with red armor from the movie. He's got the Republic symbol on his chest and uh, the okay, Cody vibe. Yeah. No, I was thinking Commander Wolf, who's Flo uh, yeah. Koon's. Wolfpack, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from the Wolfpack. And that, that is a character you know is not going to go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> because he's Flo Koon's commander, right? They fly. Yeah. Cool. yeah, so. His little pet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to bring up just a couple of the characters um, on their season two arc, and the first one is going to be uh, going to be Anakin Skywalker. Um, you know, a lot of people had problems with Anakin in uh, episode or Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Jedi. Although I thought he did a lot. Hayden Christensen did Revenge a really good job. Revenge of the Jedi or Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Man, see, I'm thinking, <laughs> where am I thinking here? I do that, too. I do that, too. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. Anyway, um, but as this second season finishes up, or finished up, I, I saw a lot of things, a lot of positive things about the character of Anakin Skywalker and uh, some, of the, some of the moments that he had in this series. Um, two of the most or the uh, two of my favorites were the one where he, he chokes Poggle the Lesser and we got some shades of original trilogy music and this uh, where he stabs Talmeric in the back as part of the Mandalore plot. Um, you know, uh, Talmeric says, you know, who, who among you is, I think, I don't know, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but something about, you know, bold enough to kill me and here comes the lightsaber through the chest. So, and one of the, that's one of those yeah, moments where you just went, wow. He asks which one of them is the cold-hearted killer. Cold-hearted killer. And then that's you see it. the lightsaber come through his chest, and it folds back and reveals Anakin, and you're like, that's who. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, there's, there's some big moments for him, and his relationship with Ahsoka, and he's, you know, he's the teacher now, and it's just a whole new, whole new perspective we're getting on him. And I'm really starting to enjoy this character, I mean, Darth Vader's always been my favorite character, but this is this is not Darth Vader, you know, this is Anakin. Um, but I think a lot of people are really starting to enjoy what the Clone Wars is doing with him. And this is in large part to Matt Lanter, who plays Anakin Skywalker. So what do you guys think of of his arc this season? I'll let you go first this time, JC. You can. Okay, well, I think that... I like how they're just showing the progression of his downslide, you know, like into the dark right. side. It was just, you know, from episode two to three, just, you know, quite a jump. And they're just yes. showing little yeah. things that are, you know, popping up, you know, here and there that are just helping him along the way to tell the story much more fully than the two movies could, or the three movies, if you want to count Menace. And uh, it's just that adage into it which is just a great great thing to work with and i actually just finished reading the uh, 
novelization of the Clone Wars movie. And it actually, it's by Karen Travis, and it helps give you a different look on the movie, you know, the way his interaction between Ahsoka, you know, and she's so annoying in the, in the movie, but reading the novel, you feel a little less annoyed with her, and then everything after that, you start to think about how they interact and how the characters feel, and then in season two, the stuff that they're going back and forth here and there, you, you're starting to learn that he's you know, kind of feeling that she can be accepted because he feels like he was kind of an outcast when he was being trained. So he respects her a little bit in that way. So he's mm. not so hard on her. So he, he, he's like a small kindred spirit with her. Right, right. So, like, we're going to see a lot more of that, I hope. Yes. How about you, Mike? That, yeah, yeah. I I... I mean, you guys have kind of said everything already, uh, everything that needs to be said. Uh, I'll just talk about Matt Lanter and how great he's been for the series and for the character of Anakin Skywalker. Um, I mean, you know, when when the series was first coming out, it, it was kind of, we all knew that it was going to be voice actors taking over roles and that sort of thing. Um, I don't think that we knew what that was going to do for it, though. I think that, that there was a lot of, yeah, well, it's like, an, it's a necessary evil. I don't think that any of us at any point in time thought, no, this is a good thing. We might actually get some better characterizations than uh, than what had originally come. Mm-hmm. Um, and And that's definitely what has happened with with Anakin Skywalker. I, Matt Lanter has taken the character and brought him forward in a way that, that just didn't happen in the movies. Um, and I don't know if that's the writing or if it was the acting or if it was the directing or what. And you can kind of try and blame it on whatever you want. But uh, but at the end of the day, the, the, the fact remains that this Anakin is a much better character than the one in the films. And now when you watch the films, it informs the character of Anakin Skywalker to have watched the Clone Wars series. And I have a lot of friends who are really harsh on the uh, on the prequels and, you know, mm-hmm. in particular Anakin. And, right. uh, and so they won't watch the Clone Wars because of that. And I think that they're really shooting themselves in the foot because obviously, like, it's, it's enriching the Star Wars universe, not detracting from it but there's a lot of people who don't want to see that in it um i mean the very fact that i watch 90210 with my girlfriend just because matt lanter is in it (laughs) is kind of a testament to how awesome of a character he is right like he's just he's he's got that he's got that hero aspect that i don't think anakin had in the movies and that hayden christensen never never brought out you know um We'd, we'd heard the the brief story from Obi-Wan in episode four of of how great a star pilot he was and that he was a Jedi Knight and that he was his best friend and all that sort of thing. And we don't get that in the movies. You get right. brief glimpses of it, but it seems really tacked on and and sort of pushy almost, right? Like kind of just too much. And then you you watch the series and it's it's 
I don't know. You just get a longer time to experience that with the with the characters. You get to see why Obi Wan comes to respect him and comes to trust him, like he didn't in Episode Two. You know, like and it, it's just. It's sort of the nature of, of doing a TV series over a movie. In the movies, you just don't get enough time to really explore that stuff. And the story was just so big. Um, that's just kind of it's just kind of the way that it goes. But it's great that now we get to see that with Anakin Skywalker and with the story of Darth Vader. Because ultimately, the story is all about Darth Vader, right? Like, that's kind of right. yeah. where the film's start and finish is on on his fall and his redemption so so it's just nice to see him get you know the 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 uh the proper recognition through the yeah yeah well you you, mike you said it right there you said uh you know we got we don't get to see the some of the stories that obi-wan talked talked about in episode four hey he was a great pilot he was a good friend and you're seeing that now. You're seeing, uh, like, in Cat and Mouse, when he comes out of hyperspace and docks underneath the... Was that Cat and Mouse when he did that? No, that no, was... No, no, uh, Let me see. I have a list here. That was... That was the one with Grievous. Um, oh, Grievous Sentry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, right there. I mean, you get this great shot of him coming out of hyperspace that no one else is going to try, uh, you know... And he's got the wherewithal to, to pull this off and, and yeah. the confidence in, in himself. Uh, and then you see uh, parts of, of the show where he interacts with Obi-Wan. One of the good scenes was uh, – well, he's got a couple of them. You know, he's, he's talking to uh, – I think this was in the either Weapons Factory or Legacy of Terror when the worms are running around and, and one's on. Obi-Wan, he, he goes over there and he pulls it off and steps on it. Hey, I'm going to study that. And you know, you can study the bottom of my boot, you know, things yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the interaction that maybe uh, it's going to tie everything together that they just didn't have time to do in the movies. And those are just a couple of things that come to mind when you talk about, you know, the great pilot and the good friend that he was. Um, Speaking of the great pilot, yeah. I, I think that one example is the only example they've shown of him being a good pilot because I think he's crashed literally every other time he's flown a ship. He does crash a lot, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. got kind of a launchpad McQuack thing going on, right? Like he's 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 an excellent pilot, but he just can't seem to stick the landing. Like yeah. that's that's where he's got the issue, you know. He'll come through in a pinch, but you know, any landing you can walk away from, right? But yeah. but yeah, it's uh, it's it is pretty funny that he seems to crash every ship he uh, he gets his hands on. But JC. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Ahsoka earlier, and yeah. I was one of those people that, when the movie came out, I was like, I just didn't get it. You know, with the the names and the R2Es, and you know, let's give a nickname to R2D2, who already has a nickname R2, <laughs> and you know, it was just those kind of things. And and I think what turned the tide for me was the episode Lightsaber Lost, and it was just her and. Tara Sanube, the old wizened Jedi master. And I think, like I said, that's, that's the episode that kind of turned the table for me and went, where I thought to myself, wow, you know, I'm really starting to enjoy watching Ahsoka in this series. And, you know, we've seen her even earlier when she was with, uh, was it Barra Sophie? 
Uh, she had a, a great scene Weapon. with her. Or was that Weapons Factory? Yeah, you know, and then we saw her at the end um, with Lethal Trackdown. So I think season two was a big season for Ahsoka. I really am starting to enjoy her. Uh, of course, we did see a lot of uh, the season three premiere, which gonna, it looks like it's going to revolve around her. And I think this series is going to come down to, uh, I think I've, we've mentioned this before, what's going to happen to her. But what do you guys think about her? And um, has your mind changed about her since seeing season two? Uh, for me, it, it definitely has. In season two, she's actually become one of my favorite characters from the series. Uh, mm -hmm. She's just, she's grown a lot. And, um, and, and they've really gotten rid of a lot of those aspects that were in season one that we couldn't stand, right? So, right, um, they do, yeah. yeah. So yeah, for me, I, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed the turn that they've taken with her in, in season two. Um, she's just a much deeper character now and, and there's more going on with her. I think in the, in the first season, she was kind of a blank template and we didn't really have a lot to uh to care about mm -hmm. right like it just it kind of was what it was um she was just this obnoxious little girl following around anakin skywalker and obi-wan kenobi getting in their way essentially and, and now she's this character that's got a story of her own and uh, and and it's an interesting story, and it's an interesting development of a character. So I look forward to seeing what they're going to do with her in in season three. And I think, I mean, you can sort of take what you want from it, but if you look at the the trailer, I think that what they're going for is is they're trying to fake us out. They're trying to lead us down a path. They're uh -huh. trying to make us think that the character is in in danger, and then they'll they'll sort of redeem that towards the end of the season. But, uh, but I think that they're trying to sort of raise the stakes with, with that character. So, yeah. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see where she goes in season three, but I, I'm, I'm hoping for good things. <laughs> what do you, what do you think about, uh, Ahsoka, uh, JC? Is it, she, uh, changed her mind at all about, uh, about her character? Well, I should play devil's advocate since both of you guys have come around to her and say she's a stupid little jerk, but I, I, I have no faults with her now. She's, you know, really grown on me. You know, it's like she's growing as a character. Like, you're starting to get to know her personality, and mm -hmm. she's still learning. And, like, every time she interacts with a different Jedi or Jedi Master, she takes something away from it. And that's kind of what I think they want to show is that everybody can teach her something different that every, every Jedi has a different outlook on the force and the way things are done and so she's really getting the overall you know tutelage so right, I, right. I just want more interactions with different Jedi you know should be like the Ahsoka Adventure Hour where she's running off with like who's my Jedi buddy this week like Batman Brave and the Bold you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Well, it's funny that uh, she does have a lot of. It seems like she's been going off on some di different assignments. Yeah, and it's what funny to, to see that. What's that? What happened to Skywalker hanging around her? Yeah, you know that, that's what I was gonna say. Is uh, you know, it seems like the, and all these masters can can see the Skywalker influence in her, um, especially Plo Koon is is who actually found her, if I'm not mistaken. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely sees the Anakin influence in her. And, and, and in Lightsaber Lost, there was a great scene where she finds uh, the uh, little fish thing that stole her, her lightsaber and she confronts him um, and it almost beats him up. You know, uses the force, throws him against the wall and, and you know, we all know that's that's Anakin right there. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, that's kind of neat to see in this series and that's why I like her is she's taking on the traits of her main teacher. Mm. Yeah. And, and, it, and like I said, some of the other masters who take her along are starting to see that too and kind of wonder wow you know hey you got to be subtle now you know we heard that from Plo Koon at the very end and he says something to her after they leave the bar that's not so subtle and Anakin's the same way he's he wants to go in take care of business and get out of there so I think that's kind of goes to what you're saying JC about uh the other uh like the adventure hour she gets to go with all these other masters and getting a little bit sprinkled in from everybody, but but me too. I'm I'm anxious to see what uh, what's going to happen to her at the very end here. That's the big question. Yeah. Um, what are the characters you guys? Any other characters that you guys want to discuss that kind of kind of? I think we need to discuss a certain pirate fellow. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Go ahead, go ahead. You started us off. Ah, well, I just Hondo? love his voice. Yes, Hondo Anaka, I believe. Right. Or something like that. Yeah, well, he he's become like the unsung hero that he's a bad guy, but he's not really a bad guy, and everybody just, just likes him, you know? He's like the Boba Fett of the Clone Wars, you know? Yeah. We have Boba Fett. He's the bad guy that you love to like, you know? And it's just like... In season one, you got to see him for two episodes, and you kind of got to know the character. But in these, he's been in what three in this second season, and you just get yeah. to know him better. You know, you just get the the feel that he has a certain code and a certain honor about him. I mean, it, in the end, when he's passing along to Boba, you really start to feel for the character, and you're like, I don't want bad things to happen to Hondo. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you want him to stick around. Anakin to kill him at some point, you know. Anakin well, you off know, handle. That's that's one question I posed to to Micah at, at the. Uh, oh man, what episode was it? Where oh, it was in the Brownie Hunter episode where he was fighting Anakin, and I was trying to figure out, you know, Anakin could have easily taken this guy out, but uh, it seemed like for whatever reason they they saved him and. I think Mike pointed out that, hey, this is a character that you're going to want to see again. And we did see him at the end. Yeah. And surprisingly, and we saw him at the end. Surprisingly, yeah. In a very different role. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think, well, you said it, JC, at the very end there, this Code of Honor thing where uh, the last episode, uh, I'll point out a scene where as Ahsoka's running out after Aura Singh, you know, one of Hondo's pirates gets, you know, points his rifle up to shoot her, and Hondo puts his hand over and go, "Hey, uh-uh, this ain't our fight." Just like he brought Co- he brought uh, Plo Koon in, in at the very end and said, "Hey, this is what's going on. I'm not taking any sides, but there's someone waiting for you." And uh, Plo's like, "What are you telling me this for?" 
And he's just saying, hey, I don't, you know, like you said earlier, it's never a good idea to involve yourself with a Jedi, especially on his line of work, if you, if you will. And uh, that's a, a great scene right there. One of, the, one of the little tiny subtle things they do that if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. But, but really bring the point across about that character. You know what I mean? So um, go ahead, Mike. You were going to say something else about Honda? Oh no, no, just just what you okay. were saying, you know, just that I uh, that they've by virtue of bringing him back over and over, they've allowed us to learn more about the character, which is really cool because we haven't gotten that opportunity with some of the other characters that they've introduced. Um, right. So it is nice that they that they have done that um, with Hondo. Like uh, we wouldn't have gotten to see that had he died the first time. <laughs> that we encountered him had they decided not to bring him back for bounty hunters and then again uh in in the end of the season for uh for a lethal trackdown so mm-hmm. um i wish they'd do it with more characters that's that's kind of the the downside of that is that we get to see them do it with hondo but so many other characters are just dying in their first appearance um captain argaius would have been a really cool character to keep around um, and you know that might have gotten rid of a lot of their issue with season one and how they were constantly going back to Grievous or Dooku or Asajj Ventress, you know, and then having to get rid of them almost altogether for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, is you know you got to introduce some bad guys and you got to keep them around. That's what they did with Cad Bane, who's become another amazing character over the course of this last season. Um, oh yeah. And, yeah, and without that opportunity to develop those characters we don't we don't get surprised you know um a character can't surprise you in one episode they can only surprise you when you think that you know everything about them and then they come back at the end of the season and completely uh just do something you were not expecting so so hopefully they've learned their lesson (laughs) hopefully they're going to continue with that sort of idea but, uh, but I mean, I guess it's one another one of those things. Only time's gonna tell, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, how about you, Mike? Is there any uh, any characters that uh, you'd like to talk about? Uh, well, you know, I did. I just mentioned Cad Bane, and uh, yeah. and I think that it would be a big mistake to go through a a recap of season two without mentioning Cad Bane. Definitely. Uh, and and you know, doing a little bit of a dissection on his character because. For sure, he was one of the standout characters. I mean, we got the first glimpse of him in in the season finale of season one. That was initially intended as a season two episode, um, and uh, and he became really one of the standouts. He was he was the focus of a couple of really great episodes. Um, it's too bad they didn't bring him back later on in the series, but uh, that doesn't mean we're not going to see him again. We will for sure. I I can guarantee that. Um, yes. Yes. Well, he's in the preview for season three, so yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, so <laughs> I'll, I'll take your guarantee. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I think we're going to see a lot of them. We're going to see a lot of them. I, yeah. he, he's he's a guy that sells action figures, uh, <laughs> that's for sure, and uh, and we know that Lucasfilm likes that. So, so I think we'll see him. We'll see more bounty hunters. We're going to see a lot more of the same sort of thing. And I mean, he was. The, the part of the whole theme of the season, which was that of bounty hunters, 
and uh, and and it, it made the season more interesting to have these other bad guys introduced, uh, like I was talking about a second ago. Um, and Cad Bane's just he's the perfect example of of what it's like to have a bad guy that is just for the show. That's the, he doesn't exist anywhere else. Uh, he's you know you never know what's going to happen next with him. Is he going to die? Is he going to live? Did did he die? Did he survive? You know uh, they they pulled that trick on us right early in the season. And, right. And uh, and it's just it's nice to have that flexibility of a character that we don't have with some of the others. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really hope that we see more of him as the series continues, like even into season four and five. Uh, and uh, and I'd like to see him introduced into the rest of the Star Wars mythology once the series is over. But he was really, he was a standout character for me for season one. Um, oh yeah, definitely. The, the season of Bounty Hunters. Yeah, he's my. I think everybody knows already that he's probably my favorite character in this series, um, and he doesn't really appear too much. But I think JC, you were talking about us, uh, Hondo having that Boba Fett uh, fan base. I think this is where uh, Cad Bane has the same type of thing, where he's a, he's a definite bad guy. We don't know too much about him. But I think that's what everybody loves, and plus the look of this character is just outstanding. I mean, perfect look. I mean, the hat, the the whole Western feel. I mean, we've talked about this before. The duster. I mean, he's got the whole package, man. He's just how can you not love this character? Um, And of course, some of the subtle things they've done through this series. uh, The first, the first trilogy we had, Cargo of Doom, Children of the Force, Holocron Heist. uh, He was featured right there and some of the great scenes he had with the emperor uh, yeah. you know in the hologram uh, him in his apartment and and of course we didn't see him again but um, great great character of course I love the character I can't wait for the 12 inch to come out I got my money saved up I'm ready to get this thing <laughs> but uh, how do, you also like this character JC? I, I do I, I much enjoy him he was the first of the clone wars action figures that i bought yeah so, and it's the only one besides pawns that i have so yeah That's I, saying something. yeah I, I love the fact that he, he really is just a bad guy there's no you know yeah, yeah. Side about him he's in it for the money he's out to just hurt some jedi and it's just the way right. it is and he's just bad and you love to hate him yeah, I think it surprised a lot of people that he wasn't in the last couple episodes because, you know, R. Singh was working with him. Yeah, uh, I don't know if necessarily for him or with him, but either way, uh, I think a few people were kind of surprised that maybe uh, Cad Bane would be the one to uh, kind of go after Boba and kind of nurture him along. But it looks like it's going to be R. Singh that's going to be doing that. Uh, so. Uh, how about uh, Obi Wan Kenobi? You know he's he's kind of been the the driving force here. You know the uh, the the rock of the series. He's voiced by everybody knows James Arnold Taylor, who does outstanding work. Um, and I think one interesting thing with him this season was the fact that we found out that he was involved in a relationship and he was ready to give up 
the Jedi Order if Satine would have said the word. And that was some big stuff coming out of, uh, I believe it was the very first episode, the Mandalore plot. Um, again, like I said, big news. What you guys think of that and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? I'll well, let you go. I, Your guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody knows Obi-Wan's my favorite character from the prequels. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this was uh, this was a pretty big big deal to, for him to have his own storyline finally. I mean, all through the first season, we never really got that that opportunity with the character to uh, to, to have him have his own storyline. Um, the closest we got is probably one of my favorite episodes. Well, my favorite episode, Trespass, where he he's really sort of the focus of that, and we get to see Obi-Wan doing his Obi-Wan thing. But, uh, but this was cool to get to see another side of him. Um, to find out that he was once in a very similar position to to Anakin and and it sort of makes that line in episode three where Padme says you know we should we should talk to Obi-Wan maybe he can help us uh, it makes you go yeah he could help you you know why didn't you take that opportunity um, but yeah it's it, it was it was cool to see him get his his moment in the sun, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, I'd still like to see more solo Obi-Wan stuff. There, the, it, it wasn't enough because uh, it was only really, I guess it was two episodes, but Anakin was long on the second one. Yeah, um, right. So I'd like to see more stuff, and I'd like to see more of the Obi-Wan that we know. Um, I'd like to see him doing his Obi-Wan thing, as I was uh, previously mentioning. The whole, right. you know, diplomatic Jedi thing that he does. Just that awesome Obi-Wan aspect. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a great character for that. And I don't, I don't know, sometimes they don't use him to his, uh, to the utmost that they could be. Um, right. We get a lot of him just sort of being there and making comments and chastising the others. And then... Uh, and then the others having to figure it out for themselves. So I'd like to see him on his own in a situation where he doesn't have the others to uh, to rely on. Um, right. And to bug and to harp on and to tell what to do and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good to see him, him uh, uh, do his thing. You know, JC, I think uh, if you looked at, or, you know, the poster boy, for Jedi is probably going to be Obi Wan Kenobi, and I think it was. I think that was what made it so uh, surprising, at least for me, especially in that one scene where he, you know, he's. This is actually the scene just before Anakin kills Talmeric, uh, where where he says, "Hey, I would have left the Jedi Order," and, and I think it was earlier in this episode uh, where he's also talking to Anakin about. You know, Anakin's actually uh, obviously noticing something's going on, you know, and, and he kind of hints and, and kind of skirts the issue. And then we finally find out that, yeah, this is what was going on. I was with I was with a uh, who was he with on uh, for a year? Oh, he was with a uh, Qui-Gon. Uh, I guess it was what, I think they said a year or so. They had a mission where they, it was just her and him and Satine and they were on the run, as they said. So I think that's what made it so surprising. What did you think, uh, JC? Was that 
when you when, when you watched that, was that something that kind of shocked you when you heard that from uh, from Obi Wan? It, it really was. Because, yeah. Because I didn't picture Obi Wan as the, you know, questioning his faith in the Jedi Order, right? And, and having Satine, you know, like being romantically involved. Like I, I could have seen him as like a ladies' man a little bit, you know, having the ladies love him, but him always be like, the Order comes first, you know, the Order comes first. But then, yeah, yeah. Hearing it from him saying, I. I I would have left for her, you know. She just needed to say so. And the Voyage yeah. of Temptation episode is like the standout episode for Obi Wan this season, you know, because you see him, you know, figure out the the mystery of who put the droids on the ship, and you get to see right. his interaction with Satine. And I want to see more of why he gets the nickname the Negotiator. Like we've seen it a little bit so far, but I just want to see more of it. So that way I can be like, huh, he's really is the negotiator. Yeah, definitely. Like I I love the character. Like I love his his utter way to just dissolve, like diffuse situations. Mm-hmm. Right. Just by right. speaking or action. You know, so it's just like he's such a great character. You know, like all the characters are really gay, so it's hard to like yeah really really pick them apart and say one's better than the other or you know what's so good about this one what's so good about that one but yeah he's he's another great character yeah Uh, well before we hit um i just have one more topic i wanted to throw at you guys is there anything else as far as uh as far as the characters that that you wanted to talk about no i think i think we've kind of hit all of the uh all the major characters okay there for season two so uh yeah yeah I want to throw out to you guys. Um, well, what do you guys think of the the season two? As far as it kind of hit on different themes on different episodes, like we saw, uh, like the weapons factory and the legacy of terror. Those those episodes kind of were they had the aliens feel. You had cat and mouse where it had like the the Star Trek vibe. Uh, we had bounty hunters that was influenced by Akira Kurosawa, the Seven Samurai. Uh, the Zilla Beast, the King Kong, the uh, the Godzilla, and it ended up with R two D two come home, which was kind of like the Lassie, mm-hmm. the Lassie episode. So they you kind of got all these different themes going around season two, which I thought worked really well. Um, a lot of people didn't like the Zilla Beast. I thought the Zilla Beast Strikes Back was a really strong episode, and I talked earlier about how they they mixed the music with the death scene of the Zilla Beast. Um, and the emperor wanting to use the Zilla Beast, so we might see that again. Um, but what do you guys think of of season two hitting all these different points? I mean, did you guys like that? Kind of I not like, really standing. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I like it's taking basic themes and giving them a Star Wars flair, like a retelling in a Star Wars universe, and I, I like that. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, reimagining of what it could be and stuff like that. And you've seen some of that in like the Star Wars Tales comics where they take basic themes from other places and throw them in. And I really like the fact that they're doing it with the Clone Wars. And that's pretty much, you know, I like it, you know, more of it. I mean, some people say, oh, well, they're just stealing ideas. They can't come up with anything original, but they're being original in a fashion by adding the Star Mm -hmm. Wars flair to it. giving some new twists on an old story well you know what there's nothing original about star wars (laughs) exactly i mean the original original is that it is just 
inspired by a million different things, right? Exactly. So, so you know, what are you going to get bent out of shape over because they're paying homage to some of the greatest film and television of all time? Oh, yeah, that's something to really get upset about. Yeah. You yeah. know, people, people can be silly sometimes with that sort of thing. I want a Wolfman yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I want. Yeah, I want to see more stuff like this. I mean, they've been some of the strongest episodes of the season of the entire series. Um, Bounty Hunters being one of the best ser- episodes of the entire series. Exactly. It, it is beat for beat, Seven Samurai. Right. Like it's that story yeah. all over again, and that story's been retold dozens and dozens of times. But has it been retold this well? I don't know about that. Right. Like this is probably one of the best retellings that I've ever that, seen bug life, of, of right? that storyline. So, yeah. so In 22 minutes. Yeah, in 22 <laughs> yeah. minutes, no less, right? So, so yeah, like, there, it's it's silly to complain about this sort of thing because it really is just awesome. Like, it's, yeah. it's just cool. So, so, I want them to do more stuff like this. I want more, more retellings, more inspired by that sort of thing like it just that, about, that that does it for me i don't know an indiana jones themed one would be kind of nice you know they have to go find something and it have very indiana jones feel to it yeah yeah like a MacGuffin type episode where everybody's sort of after the same after the same item they've all yeah. got to yeah. to, to search and find it yeah yeah that would be cool i i, I like an intergalactic uh, Indiana Jones story where you're not just on one planet looking for something but you're on several planets and yeah yeah that'd be yeah. really cool I could I could see surprised that. they haven't done that yet I'm sure it's in the works <laughs> if we've thought about it I'm sure they've thought about it yeah yeah <laughs> uh, you, you know it's a, a lot of talk too was about uh you know, this is supposed to be the bounty hunter season. Where's the bounty hunters? But if you kind of look at it, the first three episodes had Cad Bane. We had the bounty hunters episode. The last three, you know, you're talking. You got bounty hunters pretty much. So, and then if you count the Mandalore, it's not really bounty. I guess that's a toss up right there. I mean, that's almost 10, 11 episodes right there. That's half the season. So, uh, you know, what do you guys think of that? I mean, we had the bounty hunters in there. A lot of people were kind of griping that there wasn't any but uh and of course you know one other thing too was you mentioned the bounty hunters episode that's where we saw bounty hunters in a new light we actually saw them doing of course it was a seven seven samurai story but you know we saw some some good bounty hunters doing the right thing and working you know they were actually working for the money but they turned out and turned around and helped out at the very end anyway so um but anyway, they do have a. There was a lot of chatter. I heard that uh, we didn't get enough bounty hunters, but I was I was good with what we had. Oh How yeah, for sure. I I wasn't expecting them to do bounty hunters in every episode. I yeah. think what what got a little frustrating was that we were told that it was the season of the bounty hunters, and it wasn't until the second half of the season that we got introduced to some bounty hunters other than the ones that we already knew. Right, so new, right, I, right. I think that that was where a lot of people were, where a lot of that sentiment was coming from. Because, I mean, really, if you look at it, at the beginning, we've got Holocron Heist, Cargo of Doom, and Children of the Force. That has bounty hunters. 
Right. And then lightsaber lost didn't really have bounty hunters, just thieves. Uh, the Mandalore plot, the Mandalorians didn't turn out to be bounty hunters. So that's kind of iffy. And even still, that wasn't until, let's see, January 29th when that first aired. So that's the second half of the season. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, Bounty Hunters wasn't until March 27th. And that's when we got to see really the majority of the Bounty Hunters that we were made aware of at Comic-Con last year. So, right. you know, it's it was uh, it really was kind of like a tease that got us to watch every episode every every Friday. But at the end of it, it's kind of like, well, it was a little cheap. It's kind of a kind of a ploy. But yeah. But it right. worked. I mean, it, it ended up being an awesome season, regardless of whether or not there uh, there were bounty hunters or not. You know, um, Cat and Mouse was an excellent episode. There wasn't a bounty hunter in it. Right. So, you know, like, what what difference does it make really if they call it the bounty hunter season? What are they calling the next season? Isn't it, they've got like a a thing for it? Do they have a tag already? Right. Something like that. Sorry. It's some sort of Jedi themed thing, right? Yeah, I think it's something about the dark Heroes side or something. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and you know, like if they don't stick to that for every single episode, I'm not going to really care as long as they're doing good episodes. Yeah, so, you know, just tell good stories every weekend, and we don't have anything to complain about. That's what we're after, right? So, yeah, Definitely. like I had forgotten about the whole rise of the bounty hunters tagline since seriously since the season premiere you know it's like after the first three episodes i had totally forgotten that they were ta- calling the season you know the bounty hunter season and yeah. it doesn't really matter to me you know it's like i just want clone wars episodes i just want to see good stories and good all around good stuff from them so if they want to call it this or want to call it that fine whatever yeah yeah, yeah. well this season also had it seemed like it there was a lot of multi-part episodes. Uh, of, we know the first three. Uh, the, I guess you, it would start out with Senate Spy. Senate Spy. The next, I think, five were had to do with uh, Geonos, uh, the Geonosians. Um, then we had, of course, the uh, a couple of one-offs in there, Grievous Intrigue. Uh, but I think that kind of flowed into the Deserter. Yeah. Yeah. So this season had a lot of multi-part episodes, and I and I thought it went real well. And the, and the one-offs were really good. I mean, Lightsaber Lost was basically its, its own little story, and that was a fan favorite. And Bounty um, Hunters was. That was all Bounty by Hunters, itself. yeah. That was all by itself. Um, Cat and Mouse, yep. I think, was by itself. So Cat and Mouse being an episode that takes place before the Battle before. of Gustafsis. Right, yeah, which before the enemy. takes place, be- yeah, like takes place before the movie, which and it takes place before an episode from season one. Like, yeah, I, I like that that it seemed like it was more continual, like it, it had more of a, a a through line. But then they did stuff like that that throws you off, and you're like, wait a second, are yeah. we telling a straightforward story, or are we jumping around? Like, kind of need to. They need to be a little bit more clear on that, and I don't know what they could do if they could state when the episode is or maybe just give us a hint like make some sort of comment and give they us a timeline. They should just do a little piece of text that says you know 200 days into Clone Wars or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right at the beginning. Yeah. Over the intro you know while the dude's talking the announcer. 
Yeah, definitely. You know? Hmm, yeah. Something like that. Good idea. There it is. Well, because they did it in, like, uh, the Republic Commando books where they're saying, you know, you know, 195 days after the Battle of Geonosis. And so you got to know where the timeline was in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh... Anything else you wanted to point out for season two, Mike or JC? I think that's it for me. I think I think we have recapped the crap out of season Got two, it, huh? and I think yes. that now all that's left is, uh, you know, let's just let's just hope for a good season three. I want to save. Let's not get into season three too much because we've already okay. kind of talked about it a little bit, and I want to save, save that. that for later on. We're not gonna we're not gonna say everything. That can possibly say, be said in one episode. We gotta we gotta find something else to talk about this summer. Um, yeah. So well, there's yeah. A, there's another uh, there's another trailer out there. One of our uh, listeners pointed out to us on I think it was Facebook that uh, he actually saw a, a full trailer, I believe. So I think that was Kyle Avery. Yeah. It was. And he gave us some information on what was going on, but we'll save that uh, for the next time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so with that, let's uh, let's hear from some listeners. It's been quite a while, and I've got a couple of emails. And uh, and at the beginning of the episode, I just went on Twitter and said, "Hey, if you've got questions or comments on season two, uh, shout them out." And uh, and we've got a couple of responses on on Twitter and on Facebook. So cool. Um, let's start. Let's start with this uh, the tweet that we've got from Second Chance now. So at Second Chance now on Twitter says, uh, "Will they make a special episode three with clones painted like in the TV show The Clone Wars?" Uh, so I think what he's asking there is like, are they going to go back and are they going to change the way that the clones look in episode three in the movie to uh, to look like they do in the TV show? And uh, I, I think there's a pretty simple answer to that. I think that uh, that he's kind of, he's kind of looking at it the wrong way. The the TV show. Mm-hmm. Will in this next season, it sounds like, adopt the uh, the Phase Two Clone Trooper armor, right? Um, and uh, and Kyle Avery was mentioning that, in in and I've talked to him a couple of times um, about it, and he says that it looks like it's kind of it's it's not a, an all at once change. It'll be incremental. Like we'll see a couple of Phase Two troopers, and then. You know, a few more, and maybe by the end of season three or the beginning of season four, we'll start to see the whole army changeover. So, mm, so right. uh, yeah, we don't really need to see any clone troopers redone in episode three, because uh, because uh, it's gonna match itself up by the end of it. Right. Yeah. Anybody else have anything? Well, to we add? we saw that in the season three trailer. I mean, we're gonna see some yeah. new uh, some new clones. So. Uh, that's all we'll say. I'll say for now. But yeah, stay tuned. What about you, JC? Any any other insight? Um, it'd be interesting to see how they make Rex look by the end of the series if they keep him, and maybe if they'll write on you know episode three to say you know Rex was with Anakin when they go to the Jedi Temple or something uh, like that. Yeah. Right. But other than that, you know, I, I can see the progression. I want to see the way they integrate the phase two armor and stuff like that so uh, i'm perfectly happy with the changes they're going to make and the stuff they're bringing in like we've already started seeing different styles of armor 
you know, yeah. like in Cat and Mouse, we had that different face mask on one of the guys, and so it's right. like the, pilot, the more they yeah. stuff in, the more uh, I'll just like it, you know, make yeah. everything sync up and fit. Yeah, well, you know, there's compu- people who complain about it and say that, you know, oh, well, they're just trying to sell more action figures and and uh, and all that sort of thing, but it's like, so what if they're just trying to sell more action figures? I want to buy more action figures. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I don't... I don't Halo want works. a six Luke Skywalker in Jedi cloaks or whatever, right? Like, I want new clone troopers. I want a different clone trooper to go with each of my Jedi, you know? Like, I want those things. So yeah. what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it, you know? So, exactly. so yeah, I'm all for seeing new new troopers. I'd like to see a transition from Episode 2 clone troopers to Episode 3 clone troopers. Um and and maybe not something that's like a mix of in between, but just like, like I'm hoping that to have have the aspects of the phase two armor, sort of just pop up like, like somebody will start you know using like they they won't have the T visor anymore. It'll start to go to the to the eye holes and that sort of thing, and and just just you know the slight changes, but not. I don't know. I've always had a problem with the Phase Two armor because it just looks like it's a morph between the Episode yeah. Two and the Stormtrooper armor. So to see some of the Stormtrooper elements get added in, and to see that th- that stuff, uh, just from a more, more realistic military standpoint of like, oh, here's a helmet with a new feature, rather than we know that they're going to end up looking like this, so we better start changing them now, because um, uh-huh. I feel like that's how it looks in in Episode Three. Um, although I know there are people who prefer the episode three clones to the episode two clones, but I, I know five hundred first people hate the um, episode three clones. Like uh, at least in my garrison, there is not a lot of episode three clones. Okay, you know, well, there you go. Like helmets, but that's yeah, just yeah, saying, no. like, you know, the garrison that I'm part of. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you know what. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, and I've said it a million times before, and I'll continue to say it until it happens. Where the heck are the commandos? Yeah. I want to see Republic commandos on the clones. They're saying they're bringing in ARC troopers for Season 2, but I was pretty sure that, or for Season 3, but I was pretty sure that ARC troopers had kind of been retconned out and that they were just clone commanders clone now. Commanders. And that's yeah. how we were to understand it, is that, like, Cody is an ARC trooper. He's just not called an ARC Trooper. He's Commander Cody. You know, like, th- th- that's sort of been dealt with, but now they're going to go back and re-retcon it. It's, it's getting a little ridiculous. Bring in something well, that we haven't really seen, because Rex is alpha. That it, It's yeah. been said. Like, uh, the, Dave Filoni has literally said, I'm pretty sure he says it on the Blu-ray, that originally they wanted him to be alpha, to be the, the ARC Trooper alpha from the uh the micro series but then it would have been anakin ahsoka and alpha and there was too many a's there now i don't personally have a problem i think that would have been cool you know but uh but yeah they just changed his name to change his name he is alpha the arc trooper so captain rex alpha you know like whatever it doesn't make a difference to me it's the same thing but now they're gonna they're going to come in and tell you that, oh, well, this is an ARC trooper, and that's a commander, and that's a captain, and they're different things. But Well, I know but, in the uh, the Clone Wars books, the like the mid-size books, they're in between a hardcover and a paperback size. Mm-hmm. I, I've actually read the, the two that are out so far, and they've mentioned 
ARC Troopers, like, Rex has mentioned ARC Troopers as well as, you know, Cody and himself. So, at least in the books, they still exist. I don't know about okay. the show. So, okay. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I just like to see commandos. That's, yeah. that's my thing. <laughs> Republic I think the commando is the coolest. Bring them on, yeah. Yeah. It's the coolest armor they've ever done. Um, <laughs> and I'd like to see them in action in something other than just reading about them in a book or seeing them in a video game where you don't really have anything to gauge them against because they're supposed to be like a foot taller because the the Katarn armor is uh, mechanical, right? Like it's not just armor. It's also got some mechanical elements. And yeah, it's got some servos. Guys, yeah, like they tower over the other clone troopers. Like if you've read any of the books, it explains that, that these guys are like these hulking behemoths compared to a regular clone trooper, which a regular clone trooper looks like a skinny little dude, right? Um, and mm-hmm. I think that in in the Clone Wars in particular, they could really take that and run with it because you look at the difference between a regular battle droid and then the uh, battle droid commandos, and and I'd like to see that with the with the with the clones. I want to see the clone commandos that are beefier and look more intense than the regular clones. Yeah. Yeah. So like hopefully the, we'll get to see that in season three. Hopefully we're just not being told about it and we'll be sitting in a panel at C five and they'll be like, Oh yeah, by the way, you guys wanted clone commandos and here they are. Oh, we were listening to Frontlines the Clone Wars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do it. That would that I would pass out. I would like I I would throw up and then I would scream really loud and then I would pass out. That's what would happen if, if like we were in a panel and Dave Filoni was sitting at the front. And he was like, "So we were listening to front lines and we heard Mike and Matt and we want Mike to shut up." And I, <laughs> it doesn't happen though. Nice. Keep dreaming the dream, buddy. Yeah, I will. I'll continue to dream. Maybe, maybe for C six. <laughs> yeah. That just doesn't sound. We'll be right. on first name basis together. Yeah. Yeah. Once I once I get to meet them and introduce myself. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's jump to uh, an email here from someone who's probably been waiting a while to get a response. Uh, let me pick one here. Uh, Jonathan Bell. Okay, Jonathan Bell writes, Michael and Matt, longtime listener, first time emailer. I'm a huge fan of the front lines. Frontlines is the first Star Wars podcast that I started listening to and one of my favorite podcasts. I also heard about Big Honk and Steve on the podcast, so I became a fan of Geek Out Loud and his other podcasts as well. I got the new Frontlines t-shirt, and it's really cool. Stargate is my second favorite science fiction franchise, the first being Star Wars. While you didn't get into Stargate SG-1 or Atlantis, I'm glad that you like Stargate Universe. How can I sum up Clone Wars season Season 2 finale? Wow, it blew my mind. Hope to meet you at C5, Jonathan. So uh, cool. that's it. That's uh, we've got a, a new a new recruit to the uh, to the front lines here with Jonathan. It's his first time emailing, but that's cool to find out that uh, that front lines is his first Star Wars podcast. I mean, there's a lot of Star Wars podcasts out there to choose from. Uh, so for us to be the first one and to be his one of his favorite podcasts in general is it's nice to hear. And awesome. Uh, and Stargate Universe is awesome, and everybody needs to know that Stargate Universe is awesome. And season one just finished up, 
with an awesome season finale. And if you haven't watched that show yet and you want an idea of what a Star Wars uh, live action series could be, like how awesome it could be um, and how great TV sci-fi is, like live action sci-fi on, on television, uh, check out Stargate Universe because it's just awesome. I hear it's a lot like Battlestar Galactica, which I never watched, but uh, I might have to check that out too. I'll have to check, uh, check it out, yeah. Yeah, and he's gonna. He sounds like he's gonna be at C five, so we're gonna get to uh, possibly meet down there. We're gonna do a big, do a big meet up one of the nights or something. We'll find a point Rocky where there's exciting panels. And well, yeah, we'll go to some crazy restaurant and take over and be the. Uh, there's this place called the Tilted Kilt that is supposed to be uh, pretty amazing. Down yeah. There. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, not really a lot to comment on there. Just, uh, just t-shirts. That that reminds me of something. Matt, are there still t-shirts available, or have we sold out? No, we have. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention that earlier. You know, I think it's because we had those done towards the end of the season, and yeah. we haven't had a big chance. So there we have. I think yeah, all sizes are still available. There's only a couple left of the the uh, smalls and the extra large, but other ones we got we got plenty available so now that we got a chance to come back bring the show back here we just want to put that back out again don't forget the shirts clonewarspodcast.com go to the store and uh, everything's right there for you nice and easy $15 yeah, gotta, shit gotta, gotta sell through these shirts before we start making new ones so um, for those of you who already have one uh, I don't know buy one for your yeah just get, a, I get it back I sign it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah if you're gonna be at c5 buy one and then and then i will sign it at c5 <laughs> there it is yeah exactly cool uh let's let's grab another another uh comment uh this one from facebook uh joe mignano wants to know how about hypothetical scenarios for boba the fate of pre vizsla and the death watch I'd like to see Boba take Pre out on one, you know one-on-one Mando free for all. So, uh, so what do you guys have to say about that Pre Vizsla and, and versus Boba Fett for the intergalactic heavyweight champion? <laughs> well, I I think I'm at the same boat as you. Uh, I think that would make it really sweet to have him take out the leader of the Death Watch. Yeah. Thereby putting him as the the top dude in the galaxy. Of course, we do have we do have Cad Bane out there, so you never know what's going to happen there. Uh, but somehow Boba's going to be the great, you know, the the man out there sooner or later. And how does he get there? You know, maybe it is taking out taking out Previsla. That's a that's a big one for me. I think that's probably the way to go. Either that or have something to do with Cad Bane, but. I love Cad Bane, so I didn't really want to see him go, though. What do you think, JC? I definitely think that at this time, Boba's not ready to take on Previsla no. or Cad Bane. No. You know, like, Cad Bane's still just a little too harsh. That's why I didn't picture him at all being a tutor to Boba, because he was just a little too harsh. And Boba's, like, Cad Bane doesn't want to teach any kids. But... Yeah, I think that Boba, you know, towards the end of the season, having him somehow assemble, you know, a rogues gallery and taking out the the Death Watch guys, you know, one 
one by one or here and there just to get even or something like that. But uh, I can see an ensemble effort to take down the Death Watch from Boba and the crew. That's a, Definitely. What I, I don't know. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm... Uh, I I don't know uh, about the two of them fighting just yet. I'm sort of with you, uh, with you, JC. Um, but I, I I would like to see the characters uh, meet or at least mention one another, like for yeah. Previsla to hear about uh, Boba. And uh, and I'd actually I'd like a little bit more clarification on the mention of Django and how he wasn't actually Mandalorian, and maybe a little bit of clarification on. Um, what that was about. Is he not Mandalorian because he's kind of like Death Watch? Or is, was Django part of a separate faction of bounty hunter, warrior Mandalorians? Like, I, I'd just like to hear some more uh, clarification mm-hmm. on well, that. Personally, uh, personally, I thought the line where he mentions Django was just like a piece of propaganda just to, like, discredit mm-hmm. him. You know, it's like, oh, we, we had nothing to do with that. You know? Yeah. We, yeah. we don't know that guy. But obviously they did. You know, that kind of thing. That's the way I took it. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, I mean, I think we're, well, I think, no, I know that we're definitely going to get to see more of Boba because the season ended with him in shackles going to jail, right? And uh, what happened the last time we saw a character? in shackles going to jail well he got busted out a season later you know so um so i think that at some point in season three we're going to see boba come back um and whether or not that's you know cad bane busting somebody else out of prison or if it happens differently maybe maybe dooku gets him out of there or something like that um we will definitely see that character again because that can't be the end of boba on the clone so no uh, yeah i think uh like like you said jc this obviously can't happen as far as boba taking on some of these bigger bounty hunters this, this can't happen in this series maybe this is something that we they save for the live action series or or like mike you just said i think the big thing is boba is how is he going to get out of jail right now because he's he's in jail he's under the jedi uh you know he's in their their custody now so how is he going to get out of there i think that's what's going to be the big thing with Boba in this series and then maybe in the live action series we actually see how he becomes one of the greatest bounty hunters in the galaxy so yeah yeah cool well I uh, do you want to do let's see if I can find one more email in here other if not we've got one more comment on the uh, on the tweet yeah Uh, yeah, let's grab this this last one from Facebook. Uh, Hoth Ice Planet. <laughs> That's the Facebook name. Um, sorry, I don't know your actual name. Um, but you, he commented, I thought season two just got better and better as it went on. Where do you see Ahsoka's character going, as in her end? How do you see her dying? Off screen or what? I have a feeling she will start to turn and Anakin will have to kill her. This will be another reason towards his turn to the dark side. Uh, so, what do you guys think? Do you, he's assuming a lot. He's assuming that uh, that Ahsoka is going to die. So, I think that uh, that trailer for season three is probably working on him. What do you think, Matt? 
Uh, well, that's actually that's Chris Smith there. That's my uh, podcasting buddy on galacticbinder.com. There's a quick plug right there. Okay. Um, yeah, you know uh, that's that's a big thing. Like I said earlier, is is uh, what's going to happen to Ahsoka, and if he's you know if she does die, I think it has to be it has to do something with uh, with Anakin. And a lot of people are thinking that, um, you know, if she does die, it's maybe that's what kind of propels Anakin a little bit more, um, makes a big impact. But again, I, I can see also going the other way where this character has been kind of growing on everybody and they might save her. And I think I've said this before, you know, this would be cool to see them do in the movies. And, and you talked about Captain Rex earlier, J.C., inserting people like that into the the movies like revenge of the sith you know how you know i don't know how hard it'd be but how cool would it be to see captain rex marching up with anakin you know when he's going to slaughter the children at the jedi temple you know whether you know that's assuming that like like we said earlier that's assuming that uh captain rex were to go with anakin and not split off and the same thing with ahsoka you know could we see her inserted somewhere or could this could this whole series clone Wars series go past you know uh, episode three mm-hmm. i don't know if we, i don't know if we've ever talked about that about having the last few episodes or the last half of a season actually parallel episode three and maybe finding out what happens to some of these characters do they do they end up killing get, getting killed or or hiding out as some of the jedi do that we find out so that is a huge one, and it's really tough to, to say right now. I think after season three, you might get a little more picture of what's going on, and just just going by some of the clips. So, uh, what do you what are you thinking about that, JC? Um, I think it'd be great if Ahsoka made it all the way through. Like I'm starting to get that vibe that the people are starting to like her to off and they're gonna go kind of soft because like through season one i was first announcing he was gonna have a paddle on everybody's like well she's obviously gotta die because you know she can't be around but now that you know we're starting to get to know that people are starting to you know bought in their heart for ahsoka and say no we don't want her to die so maybe we'll write her in a way that she gets to escape the purge but i would like to see if you know she does die and it somehow be Anakin's fault and he couldn't intervene and he blames himself for it and that that adds another dimension onto his taking up the secret of Prince Starkiller, you know, like another uh-huh. mental because, you know, like they hold the lightsaber the same in the mm-hmm. the first video game as a sort oh, of right, right. influence there or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd like to see her make it, but I'd also, you know, wouldn't mind seeing her go like it's it really is either way for me you know like however they do it it'll just be great in my opinion it's like i'm not gonna be all pissed off right about uh, you know i just want to see where they're gonna go with this you know i'm along for the ride either way hey, you're good either way as long as it's good good story right yeah you know? yeah yeah that's that sounds about right yeah what do you think mike yeah, well, I mean, I've sort of I've talked about about Ahsoka a few times on the show, and yeah. uh, 
Hmm, honestly, at this point, I don't know where they're going. I think that they, they, they don't even know. They don't have a plan yet. They're just <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Figure it <laughs> yeah. out as they as they get there, right? Um, I definitely feel that like season three, they're trying to make us feel like she's not safe, like something could potentially happen to her. And I do also feel like that's a bit of a red herring that they're just trying to make us feel that way, just trying. We're being manipulated a little, and that she will be okay. But that being said, I mean. I honestly don't know. I'm probably second guessing them, and uh, and either they haven't put that much thought into it, or they are in fact going to kill her off at the end of season three, and then in season four we're going to sort of see the uh, the fallout of that. But uh, but either way, you know what? Like I trust these guys to write a good story for this character, mm-hmm. especially considering the character was created for this series. Um, we'll we'll see her. Treated however, however she needs to be treated. You know, like it's not it's not my character to make this decision with. So, so I don't know. I I, I just sort of sit back and trust that they're gonna do something awesome, right? That they're gonna tell a great story, and uh, and whether the character sticks around or whether the character ends up dead or takes off and doesn't, you know, belong to the Jedi Order anymore or whatever, um, it doesn't really matter as long as it's a good story. So yeah. that's kind of where Definitely. I'm focused. It's just, you know, make it interesting, make it make it awesome, and, uh, and, and I'll be okay with it. Just don't, just don't make it a cop-out. Don't do what we're expecting, but don't do yeah. the opposite of what we're expecting either, you know? Like, just come at it from something that none of us could have possibly thought. So that's my take on it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is the Sarlacc. Oh, she's like injected with some sort of thing that genetically alters her into a Sarlacc. Pit. Yeah, <laughs> I would not have expected that. Yeah, huge. So, any, uh, we got any other? Uh, comments I I think or? that's it. I think that we're bringing that's it to a close here. Yeah. Uh, that's that's about all she wrote. We. We've, got we've got a, a hefty episode yeah. here so um, yeah. so yeah I, I mean a big thanks to you jc for coming on and yeah definitely and, uh, and oh. for all you've done for front lines and uh and for all that you're gonna do for star wars daily i'm sure um yes which those of you who've been following the facebook and the twitter have probably already heard about star wars daily but this will be the opportunity to do a plug on uh on the show um, so we're, we're working right now. Uh, this kind of came from the fact that we need new forums, uh, right. but we need a place to put those forums and, uh, and maybe clonewarspodcast.com isn't necessarily the place for that. So, uh, I, I've purchased the URL starwarsdaily.com. Surprisingly enough, it was available. Uh, if you've ever tried to buy a URL, you probably know how difficult it is to find one that actually sounds okay that's not hyphenated or abbreviated or whatever. So starwarsdaily.com will be the new home of the forums come sometime in July, sometime before uh, C5. And uh, and it will also be the home of a daily Star Wars info, whether that be uh, news or commentaries. Uh, you'll be, be able to find links to the podcast and, and hopefully to other podcasts. Um, 
front lines will hopefully be one of many Star Wars daily podcasts, uh, and uh, and and other stuff that maybe you're not going to get from from some of the other websites. Stuff like uh, I, you know, artsy type stuff, uh, fan films, uh, just you know anything and everything Star Wars. Just you know, you're bored, you're sitting on your computer, you got nothing to do, so you you know uh, you dial up StarWarsDaily.com and you see what's what's going on with Star Wars fans and, uh, and, and the Star Wars universe. And, uh, yeah, that's the hope for it. So myself, uh, Matt and JC will all be on there from time to time writing stories or, or obviously in podcast form through front lines and, and other forums, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And on the forums. So, so, uh, yeah. And you know what, you guys can start putting in your applications for, uh, for forum moderators now because I'm going to need them come uh, come uh, setup time. So so yeah, uh, keep your uh, keep your eyes peeled. It's just like a temporary coming soon sort of thing on the site right now until I can until uh, I can put something together. But uh, but keep your eyes peeled because sometime in July you're going to get a whole bunch of new Star Wars stuff. Uh, from, no, from those of us who, who contribute to Frontlines. Is this mic, um, the, as far as the Clone Wars podcast.com, is that going to eventually merge over to Star Wars Daily, or is that going to be a separate, uh, separate no, site? Uh, anything, anything that you, that you can find on Clone Wars podcast.com, you probably will be able to find on Star Wars Daily.com. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the, uh, that the Clone Wars site will be going anywhere. We'll still be there. I, for, you know, those who just want the Clone Wars news or who are looking for something more specific, um, who want to wade through. Because uh, really, Star Wars Daily is going to be more entertainment than it is news. And, uh, and CloneWarsPodcast.com will remain, you know, your source for Clone Wars news and podcasts on the mm-hmm. internet. So um, mm-hmm. they're going to serve very different purposes. Uh, but you will be able to get Clone Wars content through StarWarsDaily.com. I mean, the biggest difference being that CloneWarsPodcast.com will remain solely Clone Wars. Um, and in fact, it will go more solely Clone Wars than it has been before because previously we've done some video game reviews, stuff yeah. like the Star Wars in concert review. Um, right. And that sort of stuff will now have a home on StarWarsDaily.com. So, cool, cool. So that's kind of the bigger difference is that now when you go to CloneWarsPodcast.com, it'll just be the Clone Wars news. Um, and that being said, uh, we're, we're looking for people. So if you think that you've got what it takes to, uh, to you know, show us your Star Wars craft skills or, uh, or you've got something to say about you know uh, anything related to Star Wars? Um, just uh, just hit me up with an email. You can email me, of course, as always, at mike at clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, you can also email me at mike at starwarsdaily.com, and uh, and and hit me up with your uh, with your pitch for an idea for an article. We need we need tons of content to go on starwarsdaily.com. So at this point, we're not turning anybody away. So if you've got <laughs> If yeah. like if if you are in high school and you want to be a writer one day, this is an excellent way to get that experience. Um, obviously, like this is a fan project, so we're not paying anybody. Uh, that was one of the first questions that I got when I put this out there originally. Is oh, how much does it pay? Uh, it doesn't pay anything. 
uh, except for, you know, yeah, it pays in experience and it pays in being part of a community. Um, I'll tell you, uh, Matt and I don't get paid anything for, for doing front lines, but, uh, but I, I've got a press pass to C5 and that's well worth it to me. I mean, I don't have to pay to get in there and I have, I have access to people. I mean, I, I have the email accounts of people at Lucasfilm. Yeah. At, at lucasfilm.com. And that alone is worth all of the work that I've done because that means that, you know, somebody sitting at, at Skywalker Ranch or or the, or in, in San Francisco or wherever is, is you know, opening up their email on their computer and it's an email from me. And that's a, <laughs> that's a cool thing. That's a haiku. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so if anybody's got anything out there, uh, feel free to contribute. We're looking for lots of contributors, and that's not just for StarWarsDaily.com. If you are uh, uh, more intent on the Clone Wars stuff, and you want to write some news pieces for Clone Wars, uh, those positions are open, and uh, and we're looking for some some committed, talented, and awesome people to uh, to join the ranks. And then, uh, you know, next time a celebration comes around, you'll get yourself a press pass as well. Or at least we will do everything we can to get everybody yeah. press passes. Cool. So, so yeah. That's there the it Star is. Wars Daily News. There we go. Well, hey, thanks, JC, for coming on with this, man. And thanks well, for the shirts and everything. Say, I have to say thank you so much for having me on the show. It's always great talking to you guys because I know we've chatted in the past, but actually oh, yeah. Yeah. on the podcast and – I got to tell the fellow listeners, keep listening and enjoy the good stuff. Cool. So thank you very much, guys, for having me on. Oh, yeah, anytime. And I can't wait to see you guys at Celebrations. Yes, for sure. For sure. I will see you there. Oh, um, yeah. Yes, you yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So that's our episode for this week. Uh, I'll, I'll do the whole, the whole spiel. So don't forget to check us out at Clone Wars Podcast. Dot com. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Clone Wars. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. Uh, and as always, you can email me, Mike, at clonewarspodcast.com. And you can email Matt at matt at clonewarspodcast.com. It could hey, be firm. easy. That um, is easy. And, and stay tuned for forums and such. Uh, yes. that, that's going to be coming soon. So, uh, so we're you know we got to leave it the way that we always leave it. Yes, of course. A as our friend Admiral Akbar likes to tell us. May the Lord be with us. We'll see y'all next time. See you next time, guys.